10 seconds of dancing. <laughs> it's so good that we're not taking dance classes. <laughs> okay, should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bright Young Things. If you're listening to this, we are banking a couple episodes as backups in case we have to miss a week. So if you're so hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, that means either our ship is lost at sea, <laughs> our journey to the center of the earth went awry, we're lost in space. Yeah. Or just most likely we were very tired and it feel like recording one week. Yeah, we're both grad students now. I mean, this is like, <laughs> we, we don't know, but... <laughs> this is a time travel-y episode. This is like, um, like what do, you, what do you call those things? The vault? The, like, the time box? That is not what they're called. <laughs> time capsule. <laughs> time box? What is this? Sounded like a weird, like, um, Doctor Who reference, but from someone who does not know anything about Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be recording three episodes in two days, but they won't obviously all be posted at the same time, so... You may be hearing this the day after we recorded it. You may be hearing it two years after we recorded it. Who knows? <laughs> two years after. Oh <laughs> I hope not. Um, if we keep our schedule really good and recorded, we won't need to use these ones. But <laughs> I know. Um, but we'll see because life has a way of getting getting in the way sometimes. Um, anyway, Austin, how are you on this fine sunny day? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm a, I'm a wee bit tired. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm feeling refreshed. You want to know why I'm tired? Why are you tired? Last night, I marathoned the X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon so hard. Like I was up until like two in the morning. I woke up at like 7.30 and kept going. It was so good. I just got to say two in the morning is five hours after Sophia's <laughs> her bedtime and I'm 9 p.m. Yeah, pretty much. And I was in like a, not like a reading slump, but like I noticed that I wasn't reading as much as I usually do. And I was like, kind of like watching like more shows and stuff and just relaxing, like work has mm. been a bit rough lately. So I um, feel like this really took me out of like a mild reading slump. Like, and I That's think- That's good. Yeah. And I think part of it was like, I ordered the Once Upon a Book Club book box. I think that's what it's called. Um <laughs> But it was so fun. It had like little like boxes in it. And like, it would be like, oh, open on page 147. And then while you're reading, like on page 147, it has a little sticky note, like being like, open now. That's cool. It was so fun. <laughs> and it made, it made the reading experience so much more fun. And I was like, wow, maybe this is all I need. Like just presence while I read. It was it was really fun. We should make an episode on non-conventional books like that or unconventional books like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. What have you been reading this week? So this week, I'm still working through The Girl with No Eyebrows. Nice. Maybe by the time this one episode comes out, I'll be finished reading that. But Nice. How are you I've liking I've actually put it? most of my reading on. I like it so far. Good. I've put a lot of my reading on hold so I can focus on that one for now. <laughs> I'm sorry that I gave you that brick. Um, <laughs> I hope that this is not a turning point in our friendship <laughs> that you point to in the future in your memoirs. <laughs> like everything was going fine until this crazy girl gave me a brick of a book. <laughs> um, it was that point that I realized. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> she was, was the person that I thought she was. <laughs> After six years of friendship or so, I decided that this was the final straw. Speaking of crazy girls, I, I was just talking how you read 96 books so far this year. 97 after the X talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which at the time of recording, it's the first day of May. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I attribute it to the fact that we are in our 97th lockdown in Ontario. And it's one no... one book for every day of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like in those old movies where like in the jail cell, someone's like doing tallies in the brick wall. <laughs> like, that's me, like book one. <laughs> Logging on to your Goodreads account. <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome back. Um, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about it. I mean, like, I think it's different because I don't have the obligations you do. I work from home. I'm not a pet parent. Um, I don't live with my significant <laughs> other. Like, there's not a lot for me to do over here. So I'm just uh, reading away, Austin. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, you're away from your youngest brothers, too. So that removes yeah, a lot of the I'm off older other things through. you have to take care of. That's right. My, my brother um, at my dad's is, like, a teenager and way too cool um, <laughs> to hang out with me. So I'm just uh just reading while I can you know <laughs> yeah so you thought of a bunch of great topics for our banked episodes thank you so our first one is going to be kind of a mix of two right how we strange things we found in books that we bought and then just how we mark pages and whatnot yeah. I I literally I was like okay how do we mark our place in books and this like we'll get into this as we talk through this episode but this fascinates me and I think it does for you too because we were library shelvers in our undergrad which we've talked about a lot because um like for me that was like the best job of my life I, I loved it I loved my coworkers. I loved my supervisor like I mean like that was the peak moment for me I <laughs> I adored working there and um yeah like it was like three and a half years I found the strangest things in books and like it just fascinates me because everyone uses an academic library, which is maybe not what people expect, but if you live in a community and you have like a university or a college or whatever academic institution, you can get like a local borrower's card. So anyone has access to the, like the contents in this library. So just seeing the reading habits of like not only students and faculty, but also like community members, like interested researchers, everyone has such interesting habits that like uh -huh. after a while you're like wow like you think you can't be surprised anymore like when someone returns a book and you find something in it but let me assure you you can always be surprised <laughs> like so i'm going to take over your bit for this week in the describe a meme segment but this subject reminds me i don't know if you've seen that meme of somebody showed the bookmark they use and they spray ketchup and mustard on the page <laughs> okay well i'm gonna kick this off with the fact that um, there's a process that happens in libraries and I don't want anyone to be scared or afraid but um, it's called weeding and that means we go through and we select books that either haven't been signed out in like 20 years by anyone um, or are no longer relevant or like just like they're like overtly racist and just problematic and like people didn't know that at the time that they were collected uh -huh. but just like books that we don't need anymore and um, we will recycle them. So we go through the list and we use, well, our library uses something called Better World Books. So you run the ISBN um, through the system to make sure like no one else in the world needs it or wants it because sometimes you can send books to like places who like, you know, just like want some books for free. Like it's helpful yeah. to kind of not be wasteful. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But if they're not, then we recycle them and so it was during this process one year that I was in the midst of uh, taking apart a book 
that was like from like the 1940s or something and it was just like a bunch of like philosophy by like old white dudes that no one needed anymore and I opened the cover and lo and behold like almost perfectly preserved was a hamburger bun (laughs) and guess how long ago this book was checked out this is one of the books that no one had checked out in a long time and that's why we were going to say the longest time was 1976 Okay, it was from the 90s, but if you saw the state of this hamburger bun, it was like perfect. <laughs> and like it was it was so perfect. There's only like one side of it that like kind of was moldy, but I couldn't smell anything on it. Not that I sniffed, not that I sniffed. I'm not <laughs> one side out of the two was moldy. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like I was like, wow, like it, it was stuck to the pages, like the hamburger juices had like <laughs> like stuck it in there. Um, and we're talking like Bible thin pages, but like it, it, remarkable to me. And my boss was so impressed. She like went to show our other coworkers the bun and how well it was preserved. And that's what your ketchup and mustard story reminded me of. I hate to say it, but I think you've already hit the high point of this episode <laughs> of that story. We peaked like 10 minutes in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I made a little list here of like all the like strange things I've found. What about you? Did you find anything while you were there? None really come to the top of my mind, but I know there was one that's really stuck with me. I got a book from a used bookstore at my favorite place, Old Goat. Love Old Goat. So it was actually the last book in that Roman series I was reading, The Antony and Cleopatra. You're kidding. That's funny. So I opened it and it was a lottery ticket with a big winner across the top. <gasps> Did you? Oh, I thought it was like unscratched or something. It was like the date was used before and then the th- it was three months before I bought the book. Oh my gosh. That was like, <laughs> I was like, are you a millionaire? And you didn't tell me like, we have to, <laughs> we have to plan some vacations. We have to do something about this. That's awesome. I, I love stuff like that. Um, I think I still have the ticket somewhere. I'm not sure. I might've put it back in the book or something or a different book, but. It might be lucky. Like if it comes <laughs> to you, that, that feels like good energy. I feel like, I don't know. I made a list of things that I found. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I found This is in any particular order? No. But if there okay. is an interesting story, I will tell it uh, when I get to the point. <laughs> you should go from like the most mundane to the least mundane. Ooh, I, there's a lot here. I don't know if I Using did. the hamburger as hamburger bun as reference. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to hamburger bun, what is the strangest <laughs> thing you found in a book? Leave a comment in a review and tell us. Um... I have found four-leaf clovers, which I think is really cute. People love to press them. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes they forget them, but I like to think or hope that they've left them in there for someone else to find the luck. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just the hopeless uh, romantic in me. My mom (laughs) found a four-leaf clover last summer, and I put it in my phone case. Oh, my God. It was there for a long time. I ended up having to take the phone case off, and the four-leaf clover just turned to dust. (laughs) It disintegrated. Well, uh, now that you're in your new program, you can learn how to preserve it, I'm sure. Um, what else? I found toilet paper. I feel like a ton of people are using toilet paper as bookmarks, unused, thank Aww. God. But I'm always like, this seems like you were in a rush or where were you reading this? Please don't read it. Um, don't do that. Um, I have found postcards, which I love. That would be a cool one. So cool. And found some like really cool places like usually it's just like like Niagara Falls or like Disneyland but sometimes it's cool and it's like a European thing or like somewhere from Asia um and I am now collecting vintage postcards so now I have a whole (laughs) new appreciation this is kind of associated with that I remember 
two summers ago when Kate and I were doing a lot of travel between Toronto and back. Yeah. I would use the little go bus tickets mm-hmm. as page markers and then just leave them in the book as I went along to be like, oh, I was, I was here when I read this part of this book and I was here when I read the next part. That's amazing. <laughs> I really, really like that. <laughs> That's a good way to like keep like a travel log because I feel like I always take books on vacation. Ah. Oh. That's such a cool idea. Okay. Um, what else have I found? Um, I found a SIN card, which um, in Canada, that's like a social security number. <laughs> so that's like a bit of a, a rough thing to find. Um, so I was like- You could have committed identity theft. <laughs> but I did not. Let the record show I am not a criminal. Um, no, I, I found are you, that. Are you really Sophia Grande Lawler? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that would be a big plot twist. Um, no, but then I, I turned it into the special constables on campus and they found the person. And um, at Laurier, we have a, a really cool thing called Spotted at Laurier, which is essentially like, how would you describe it, Austin? Like our version of Gossip Girl? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone anonymously, like, like you send in something that you want to say and everyone at Laurier can see it. And then like they say it for you. It's a like Camille's account. banana costume. Yeah, like Camille's banana costume. <laughs> Long live uh, that memory. But uh, yeah, so I was on Spotted and someone was like, to whoever found my SIN card in a library book, thank you so much. <laughs> and it was one of my goals while I was in undergrad to be called out on Spotted for something good. <laughs> and that checked off the box. So I was... Remember that phone we found and like this third time we ever sat together in class, there was a phone left in front of us? Maybe. I vaguely have a recollection of like looking at you like... What are we supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Another thing, shopping lists. I feel like you really get to, like, see what people are up to. Um, Mm. It's really neat. And you can, like, kind of tell when they're, like, aiming for something like a fancy dinner or, like, someone's having a party. It's always, like... probably really tell their state of mind at a certain point. (laughs) If they're buying just, like, ramen noodles and craft dinner. (laughs) Like, I remember finding somewhere it was, like, two bags of Tostitos, six, like, cans of this wine. And then, like, I was like, okay. So. Cans of wine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I love me some canned wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, letters to Santa, which I always thought were so cute and endearing. Um, yeah, it's just so cute to see that. And mm. I found a wedding photo once, which I really loved. Ooh. It was nice. I, it was like, like a, it wasn't like a fancy, like, oh, they got this printed as a portrait. It was like someone took it on a Kodak and I was like, I wish oh, okay. I could track this person down. But at the same time, like this book is like, it hasn't been checked out for four years. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and then in my own books, something I find a lot um, is press. Ugh. Oh my God sorry uh pressed flowers um mostly in that my, was cool yeah mostly in my like thicker books um when I had to read Ted Andronicus mm. I like surprised myself like I opened it up and I was like oh it's been a while because like I have some like singular copies of plays that I read through a lot and then like yeah. all of them are tucked in there so I don't open it very often um and I opened it like wow a, a flower on Titus Andronicus that was a <laughs> for the tone of the play Ooh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like do that like narrator vo- voiceover. Like she w- she did not have a good tone of the play after. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I opened that and that was like a pleasant surprise because it was like, um, I don't know if you did this in high school, but like we had like, um, you could send like Valentine grams or something. Oh. And so like, I must have like put like all the roses that Henry would send me in high school, like from that program in that book. So I opened <laughs> it and I was like, oh, like fond memories. Um, that was really cute. And that's a, a habit I picked up from my grandmothers. Like they would always press flowers. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a nice surprise when I, when I open mm. all the books and I'm like, oh yeah, like my grandmother and I used to see these flowers on our walks all the time. I that oh was... yeah. It's like the time capsule thing. Like with the, the yeah, the time box, you know, <laughs> time box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... I'll call this episode banked episode number one, the time box. <laughs> the time box. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and now I have a question. So like, I feel like every reader has this dilemma of like, how do you like mark your place? And like, this sounds like a really like surface area boring question, but I kind of love it because like when you're reading your life is kind of paused and you're super immersed in something. And if you have to pause it, usually there's like a bit of disgruntled like moods around it um and sometimes it's intentional and you're like telling yourself okay like we've done enough we're going to take a pause and you like put in a lovely bookmark you got from indigo and then other times it's like oh my god I'm like two hours late for work I'm going to toss in this toilet paper and make a run for it um not picking from personal experience of course but uh yeah so I kind of like thought about it in that way and I was like I prepared some questions to ask you Austin Okay, I'm more column B in that scenario you just mentioned. <laughs> I have yeah. terrible bookmark etiquette. I, I think I'm getting better with age, but we'll get into it. Okay, my first question I feel like is one of the most, like even if you're not a big reader, everyone has very strong opinions about this. Um, is like dog earing a corner page of a book a crime? <laughs> Sophia's eyes just went huge. Sorry, I got a notification. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I'm going to say, depending on the context, no. Okay. What would what would make it okay in your eyes? To me, if it's like a book that I probably won't go back to, or it's not like a super rare edition, it's like a mass market paperback or something yeah. that I don't really care about, it's okay to dog ear it. But if it's like a collector's edition hardcover that is very rare to find or a book that has a lot of sentimental value to you right then I don't do it in that case mm -hmm. that's good I I feel like I am like very opposed to it now I know I was gonna say I would think you're a very like a big purist on this <laughs> <laughs> now like I remember like now like whenever I like loan a book to someone out of habit I usually tuck like a bookmark in it just in case because I'm like oh yeah like what if they need one I don't know um but like although I try not to now, like now, it, even instead of like, even if I had no bookmark around me, I'd rather just close the whole book and find my page later because I'm like uh -huh. a little bit crazy about it. But <laughs> one of like my favorite things is like when I'm reading like old books to me, like from like my childhood or something, I love coming across like a dog-eared page because it's usually something I would do if like something good happened at that page. Uh -huh. And so like, I, I can like go back and like go through my old things. And like when I'm reading, I like will be reading and then I'll see like, oh, like in 20 pages, there's like a dog ear mark, something good is coming. <laughs> and I kind of like that. Um, and it's kind of nice to like look back and be like, 
oh like this is like the part where like the two characters I'd been waiting like for ages to get together get together um and I'm always yeah like, I do that too it's a part that really stands out to me I'll dog yeah. ear it so I can come back to it later on yeah I really like that I I don't know it's kind of nice because then you like get to revisit like past you and like what you really like felt in that moment was important um uh-huh. which might sound I, I guess the quote that really stands out to me too if I want to go yeah. back to it and save that for later then I'll dog ear it and then know exactly where it is and stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot I've found I've started taking pictures of the actual quote too instead of dog earing to me too to preserve I'm, the page <laughs> I know I'm doing that too um but then I'm kind of like also like it comes down to that debate too of like books are meant to be read they're not meant to look like pristine all the time and I appreciate <laughs> that because I'm like yeah I try to keep mine looking good but I'm also like when I like come across like an old one that like the spine is cracked and like all this stuff I'm like oh like we had some good times together <laughs> like I really like that's I think that I think that thing is debatable that whole notion because it's like I know. buying a car and it's like okay it's it's okay to get dents in your car it looks like it's supposed to be driven <laughs> yeah I mean that's true I don't know I I just feel like I have an appreciation for both I love seeing like really well taken care of books on my shelf I'm always like yeah like I feel like I'm at a bookstore like every time I pick it up I love it but then like I come across old ones and I'm like oh like we're good friends (laughs) like we have some (laughs) great times together like I had one book that I think I got rid of like I gave it to my younger brother but it was like a Geronimo Stilton from like when I was like eight and I just used to love those books Oh, it was like so huge. And I like was washing the dishes and I had like was trying to read while I washed the dishes and I dropped it in. And so like half the pages were just like rippled. And I was like, oh, this is not good. But then every time I saw it, I was like, this book was so good that I tried to like read it while washing dishes. Like, you know what I mean? Good memory. Uh-huh. I can see what you mean about how some like beaten up books have a charm to them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. my sister was in Italy. She brought me back a book, and, like, it's all, the corners are all bent, and the cover's half ripped off, but I can't understand a word of it because it's all in Italian, but it's just, like, <laughs> the actual look of it as a charm. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I, I agree. Like, I think you and I, too, are both, like, we, like, like, used bookstores, and there is kind of, like, a magic of, like, when you're picking something up from there and there's like underlines or annotations like I like it because it's like oh someone really loved this book like someone was really Mm -hmm. paying attention and it's nice to see what other people are like picking up on as well but yeah okay next segment bookmarks do you collect or do you hoard like hoard bookmarks because I feel like I'm in the latter category those I think those almost mean the same thing but just mean like take it to the extreme yeah I feel like the difference for me is like collecting is like oh yeah these are cute like nice whatever but then hoarding is like you wake up one day and you have bookmarks from 2003 that are like ripped up and you never <laughs> use them but you just have them I'm gonna say I'm more of a collector mostly because I lose a lot of bookmarks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the really nice ones I don't use so I just kind of stick them on my shelf it's like it's a really nice bookmark and I want to take it like take it outside because then I'll lose yeah. it yeah, I get that. But I don't I don't remember ever buying a bookmark, actually. I know there's one that Casey's brought me back from Italy, which I used for a while, but it was laminated. It started to get bent in the corner, so I retired that one. You retired it. I love that. <laughs> I've got one from the Writing Center at Laurier, which I hang on to as, like, a memento. Nice. Super fun. I'm trying to think of what else. I like your idea of having, like, a mug on your bookshelf mm-hmm. of bookmarks. Thank you. It's, like, 
down there somewhere but i i like i it should too. start doing that so i don't lose them but yeah i i felt like mine were always like floating around all over my room so one day i just like plopped them all in and i was like this <laughs> is the spot um that leads into my next question which is like where do you get yours because i feel like there's like two types of people like one person seeks out cute book bookmarks and then the other just like runs into them in life and like just collects them and i'm the run the run into them and collect them <laughs> i'm yeah i'm the run into them one i'm not a seeker of bookmarks no but I, I do like them I have like a few that like my dad would take me to like chapters all the time as a kid and like it would be like oh you can get one book and one bookmark um uh. I, I loved that I, I kept some of them I lost them but I like when little ind independent bookstores include like mm -hmm. a bookmark from their store and it has like the social media stuff on it and information about the store and everything yeah I think that's a really good idea because like you keep them forever and then you're like oh this is like great because mm -hmm. I know where to find them I don't know I think I've got a couple old goat ones somewhere. I definitely do. I've got one from a really nice bookstore in Alora. I forget what the name was. Something. No, I forget what it was. Um, trying to think of what else other stores I've gotten bookmarks from, but I don't know. Gosh, it's like nice because like when you run into it, you're always pleasantly surprised, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember this. Like this is a good time." Um, mm. But yeah, it's just it's a nice thing to have around. I've got one from Indigo advertising their advanced membership program. Ooh, Plum Plus. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Plum Plus. <laughs> Can you tell that I spend too much time there? Are you a Plum Plus girl? No, but I am using an Indigo mug right now. <laughs> um, my next question is, why is it so hard to actually use bookmarks? Because I don't know if you have this problem, but I have like 15 really nice bookmarks waiting to be used. But like... 80% of the time, I feel like I'm just using a receipt from the bookstore. Me too, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, part of it is I don't want to lose the really nice bookmarks. Yep. And the ones where I find I associate it with a certain book, I don't want to separate it from that book. That's so interesting. Okay. Like when I, when I got a book from Old Goat, I'd be like, I don't want to take the bookmark that I got from Old Goat out of the Old Goat book and put it in a different book that feels dishonest. Because they belong together. They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love friends. that. Friends. <laughs> Can't separate best friends. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, best friends. Best friends. That's us. Um, that's what we should, we should rename the podcast to <laughs> the Best Friends Podcast. Best Friends. <laughs> um oh my last se segment i've titled annotations good or evil dun, 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 dun. evil straight up evil really almost as evil as pineapple on pizza no austin don't don't even say that okay i love annotations because i love knowing about people i know this sounds so weird everybody is fascinated with humans we all know this but I am obsessed because I have notes from like when my mom and dad were in high school when they were like working on a project together and like there's little annotations of like things from like Pride and Prejudice that they had to read for a project. I guarantee they do not care about Pride and Prejudice, but I just love seeing like their handwriting on like certain points. I don't know why. Um, I could see it interesting from that perspective, but yeah. And I also like Jess, Jess Mariano from Gilmore Girls everybody's television fantasy boyfriend um i know he was my television fantasy boyfriend of this show that i've never watched before <laughs> i know i know he is he's everybody's literary boyfriend of their dreams um he like 
I don't know if you remember this like episode where like they were kind of getting to know each other and like Rory is a big reader in the show and Jess is like like she's like oh do you read and he's like not much and then like he steals a book from her bookshelf he annotates it and gives it back to her and she's so surprised and she's like I thought you didn't read and he's like what is much and it's an iconic line I have an art print that says it I love it everybody wants a, a boy who annotates books that's my controversial statement remember how last week I made a joke from the Simpsons that completely didn't land because you weren't allowed to watch the Simpsons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how that story landed because I never watched the Golden Girl or the Gilmore Girls before because <laughs> you were banned from Gilmore Girls yep yeah okay (laughs) um well this is my other thing i guess but i guess it doesn't apply um highlights or underlining again a big no-no for me (laughs) (laughs) i like underlining i don't like highlighting um you've seen about of a highlighter i am in school i highlight more of the page than than not (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i I like underlining and I like it in pencil so you can get rid of it but I do have horror stories of like because sometimes when I was working at the circulation desk like people would return books and it would just be like highlighted or like underlined in pen that's a huge huge mean thing to do to a library book you can especially pen pen's so ugly in a book pen's awful like do it in your own books but not in a library book (laughs) never never I used to have to spend like hours erasing books with like pencil underlining or like notes because we would have to scan it for like accessibility like legally like you can do certain amounts of chapters within copyright law and so like our institution would pay to have these online so like people with like classes online could access them and I would like my hand would be like a claw like I would just be holding that (laughs) stabler eraser and I would just be going for it and it was like (laughs) by the end my hand is just like one claw um and then like then I would curse people who annotated or underlined but if they're your own books that's I think a little different I guess if it's your own books yeah but I wouldn't like going back and then seeing my own handwriting in it I didn't think I would and I went through a phase where I hated it but then like I was rereading like my copy of Gatsby I picked up in like grade nine and there's like all these like tiny like underlines or like notes of things in like pink felt tip pen and I'm like oh like 15 year old Sophia like you're so (laughs) you're so silly and like the things you like the things you look back at you're like yeah that was really cool or like what are you talking about this is not a good quote stop trying (laughs) to be like tumblr girl right now Um, (laughs) but yeah I kind of like it sometimes I do sometimes I don't I don't know it would be a cool idea if I had any artistic skill. Would it be like do illustrations on the margins of oh, like themes or whatever that is on a certain page? I feel like you are really good at art. I've seen you. I've seen your Richard III roses. <laughs> I can draw two things, a white rose and a red rose. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking it'd be cool to like draw vines down a page or something. or Oh, I'd love like, that. Like a ship sailing at the bottom or... Yeah. That's very, like, I feel like that's very <laughs> Greek mythology already, Austin, like a ship sailing, like, okay, like, I can see it, I'm ready. <laughs> I want to go back to the topic of beat up books. Okay. Because you were thinking of a real idea of, like, biggest pet peeves of book readers. Mm-hmm. So what are the worst ways a book can be beat up? <sighs> I think, like, I get really sad when I see 
ripped out pages. Yeah. Like, that's sad. And, like, I will admit that there's been, like, like French dictionaries from 1976 that, like, are not accurate and, like, no one wants them and they're, like, a dollar. And I have, like, ripped out some pages for, like, art projects. But I think that's, uh. that's different because it's, like, oh, like, this is something that people can't really use as much anymore. But when I see books that are, like, oh, like, this is a legit, like, it could have been fine. But mm. someone did that. And, like, my hope is that, like, something really great happened on that page and it was significant to them and they wanted to keep it but like my fear is that they just did it just because and then it's like oh like you just kind of ruined the life of this book like Uh uh-huh you know i know a lot of little things get me like on hard covers when the corners start to bend in and the white starts to show through yeah (laughs) we're both like that's a bummer (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure if you saw when we did our book trade caligula like the front design in the back have like a foil kind of cover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that copy started to peel off i hate when that happens that's a good that's a good point i i really don't like it and i remember like one or two books where like there was a phase of like i don't know what method people were using but you know how like when we were younger like all the covers used to be like shiny and then like we went through a phase where it was all matte and then there was like that phase where like they had this weird laminate on top <laughs> And like the laminate would always start peeling and you would always be so disappointed. And then you'd have to peel off the whole thing. Sometimes it would take <laughs> off the cover underneath. It was just a bummer, but I feel like I don't have that problem as much anymore. We've talked about this before too, when books are like the price sticker or now a Netflix adaptation and you yes. peel it off and it leaves behind all that residue. And I'm so mad. It's, it's almost <laughs> worse when like it's printed on the cover and not a sticker. Cause then there's like no escaping it. But then you're like, yes, like, it's like, it's like a, like a train wreck. Like you can't look away. I don't know. Like this one, this one's sitting good example. We're sitting next to me. Mm. It's you guys can't see it at home, but I'm showing Sophia (laughs) a novel of Augustus, a novel. And it's got this little printed on sticker that says from the author of stoner. Great. Great. (laughs) Almost like taking it the same cover space as like an ancient Greek. Like what's the word for it? something not of painting but i know what you mean I, it's just <laughs> nah. yeah that's all i can describe it as i also wanted to ask for you with hard covers are you a leave the slip cover on kind of person or take it off when you're traveling kind of person take it off i know that's like risque some people don't like that but uh my belief is like okay the slip cover is what they want it to look like because the underneath is just like chill and so I'm like I don't want to ruin the slip cover because that's what's going to be on it and then yeah that's my method I do the same thing but I find taking the slip cover off is the cause of it being damaged because there's yeah. nothing to nothing to wrap it around so it'll get like squished it'll get like yeah. if I leave it on the bookshelf and it gets squished between books or it'll get stacked under other things without noticing that's a good point you know <laughs> well yeah I mean thank you for your thoughts I feel like this is a good episode like it's an important one because I just want to know how people mark their place. That's all. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, this was our first banked episode. Yep. So if you're hearing this, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week if our (laughs) ship isn't too lost at sea. Yes. And we hope you're having a good week no matter where you are and that you're reading good things and you're you're having some sunny days, literally Mm. or metaphorically. Or both. Or both. Who knows? But yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. See ya.